Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So a couple of people wrote me this morning and they asked me to please continue to spotlight efforts to try and fight against what looks to be a very specific concerted agenda by housing advocates to pass a range of bills that will have an impact on planning uh, outside our urban communities, rural and suburban communities. And I understand there was actually a meeting on this in Easton and people wrote letters to the editor and then people sent me the letters to the editor that they wrote. And there's a lot of consternation going on about our precious resources like our reservoirs. So joining us right now are two women that have been at the forefront of a grassroots effort to try and collect opposition to some of these housing initiatives. Alexis Harrison and Kathy Braun join us now. Hi, Alexis. Hi, Kathy. Both from ct169strong.org. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the show. Yay. Good morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Are either one of you Irish? I am half Irish, yes. And who's, who's, who said the I am? I'm, a, I'm an eighth Irish, allegedly, but my grandmother was a foundling, so we'll never really know. Oh, that's, oh so Alexis, you're half Irish. I am. My mom is. Yes. Oh. Now, is she Irish? You know, can she speak a little Gaelic? Is she from no, no, Ireland? No, she, no, she's, no, she's, no, no, she's third generation. She's Great third parents came from Cork. Got yeah. it. Oh, but but we, we love our Irish culture. That's so nice. So what do you do to celebrate St. Patty's Day? Um, actually, the other night we had a corned beef meal, um, as the entire family did. And then tonight we're going to um, go to a, a local place here in Fairfield and have more corned beef and enjoy. And don't you think it's music. don't you think it's funny that I grew up thinking that corned beef was a Jewish food, and I <laughs> I had to grow up and go out of my Jewish ghetto world, which I grew up in, to find out that the Irish liked it too. But we Absolutely. have it, with, but we have it with sauerkraut, and you have it with cabbage. Yeah, and I like that much better, actually, I have to say. We have to have corned yeah. beef with sauerkraut. That's, and it has to be on rye bread with seeds, by the way, with mm-hmm. and mustard. It can't not have no, mustard. My grandparents are from Brooklyn, so I, we appreciate that. Right? <laughs> That's really yeah. funny. Anyway, okay, so hi, ladies. So happy St. Patty's Day to you. So I'm, I'm, 
I'm getting a lot of material from people from the ground up. It looks like CT169strong.org is making an impact. Tell me about what's happening in Easton and why the community there appears to be very upset. Kathy, why don't you start? Okay, so Easton is 70% drinking water, watershed land, along with 14 towns, including Easton, across the state. I feel strongly that we don't give enough focus on preserving all natural resources, including water company land. And we seem to have most of these bills focusing solely on density and building residential development with very, very scant attention paid to any kind of environmental or historic preservation or water company lands. And so I've been speaking to the people in Easton, and um, the proponents of this bill came and spoke to Easton, um, as well as testifying, um, was it two nights ago? I can't remember. It was a 14-hour hearing. Um, and there's significant concerns that it's being ignored. So the bill that they are putting forth now that the testimony was about, I think, over the last day or so, is um, the Transitorian Development Bill um, put forth by Desegregate Connecticut. And we have problems with it. Even though it's considered voluntary or opt-in, there are significant concerns with it from an environmental perspective. Let me ask you something. Ann Hughes is the state rep. She lives in Easton. She loves her community. She also represents Weston. But she is a very... um, she is a, a social worker in her personal life, and I believe that she votes very strongly with the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, which would be very much in favor of a lot of these housing initiatives. And yet she represents Easton. Was she at the meeting? I don't know. There so was, D- the, the, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. So, yeah, so Desegregate Connecticut has been doing this quote-unquote roadshow around the state, and Easton was one of the towns that they visited about a week and a half ago. Uh, I don't know if Ann Hughes was there. I was not able to attend. Do you know, have you, is part of your effort, I really would, I'm curious to know, do you speak to legislators and ask them where they stand on these bills before they come up for vote? So 169 Strong, we've been in existence, as you know, for three years. And, you know, we've been doing this work on our own. And we actually, this year, just because things have become so onerous and it's hard for us as just everyday citizens to do this because we're all volunteers, is that we actually have commissioned a lobbyist to help us talk to legislators um, because we don't, we feel like we have not been heard by many of them and we want to be heard. So this lobbyist is the best vehicle for us. We feel for the people to, to get our, to get our you know, viewpoint heard. That's a pretty, um, that's a pretty smart move actually. I mean, lobbyists yeah, do, and, do what they do. Which yeah, lobbyist and, did you hire? Uh, her name is Julie Camerata. Um, she's, she's a cell practitioner um, it, it, again, and you know the, the money that was raised from this was a very substantial you right. know, effort to pay somebody. You know, right. ha- has been coming in from people from all around the state, whether it's a ten dollar donation or even as much as five hundred dollars. People wow. really, you know, want our voices to be heard. So, you know, very appreciative of the, the donations. But as a, as an organization, you're not specifically polling legislators on how they feel about certain issues. No, we're not. Okay. Okay. We've reached out to a number of of legislators over the years, but, you know, some of them in our area have been really proactive and very helpful to us. Others, you know, just really are dismissive of us, I think, and just see us as obstructionists. I see. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I'll ask Miss Hughes herself. I'll ask Anne how she feels about this because, you know, what was your sense? Did either one of you attend the meeting in Easton? I heard about it and I listened to it, but I think because I was not able to talk because, 
I guess it was a special meeting, and I'm not a resident, so I, I was able to listen most to most of the meeting. So I heard what a lot, basically 100% of the people that attended, <clears throat> from what what I heard, are against this COD bill known as what is it, HB 6890, which is pending right now in the Planning and Development Committee in Hartford, and. Um, they had a lot of hard questions for um, the proponents, which is desegregate, and I agree with them on their concerns because Easton is not a typical Fairfield County town. I consider it like a farm town mm-hmm. that also has land, and I feel strongly that none of this should be partisan at all. You can be progressive and also be an environmentalist and be worried about overdevelopment. You basically need to defend your green space and your 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 green resources. From overdevelopment, and I feel like the people that are proposing development everywhere are not paying nearly enough attention to that. You know, we had Tony Huang actually had a bill he proposed. I think he might have been working with the Eastern residents. He proposed a bill that never got out of committee to protect watershed lands from the reaches of H-30G. And um, H-30G doesn't, you know, doesn't stop with water company land or watershed land that perhaps should be preserved, even if it's not considered. You know, class, um, I think it's class one. I'm not an expert on water. Class one or two are automatically not developable, but class three is, but it's owned by water companies. But maybe that should be preserved. You know, as we get more populated and there's more pressure and more droughts and more climate change and more development and more pollution, maybe we need to expand the footprint of what protects um, the reservoirs because you can't replace that. And you can't move land. You have to save it where it is. So you can move housing to where it, where you can put it, but you can't. You can't, you have to save the land and the resources where they exist. So that's what's being ignored by all these bills, I believe. You know, it's really interesting. We're chatting with Kathy Braun and Alexis Harrison, 203-333-9422, if you want to be part of the conversation. They are part of the founders of CT169strong.org, which is exactly what it sounds like. You can find their website, CT169strong.org. You know, it's really interesting to me because I keep coming back to population. We're more or less 3 million, a little bit over, but that's more or less where we've been for 30 years. And it seems to me that we have some desolate parts of our, not only urban spaces, but some of our abandoned places in the valley, abandoned places within even our local Hatsi-Tatsi communities, in virtually every community in parts of Norwalk, in parts of industrialized parts of our communities, things have been either underutilized or they're abandoned or they're, you know, they're, every community, no matter how rich, has parts of its community where you have structures that need to be repurposed. That the, that the land has already been built on, that the sewer or septic infrastructure is already there. And with the same amount of population, it seems to me that just looking from 40,000 feet, maybe I'm very Pollyanna, but I would like to see that. I would like to see housing policy in general talk about repurposing and giving incentives mm-hmm. for developers to repurpose structures that are already there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think beauty does matter. And and our uniqueness of our towns are not really being accounted for when we talk about these bills. Because all these bills really want density in towns. Um, this certain bill, HB 6890, which is the desegregate bill, wants towns to opt in. And actually, if you don't opt in, you're, you're penalized. You yeah, know, tell you, me you, about not... this. Because that's what the letter yeah. to the editor said. If you don't opt in, what can happen to a community under this bill? So towns, maybe like Fairfield, like, like other towns, um, 
in particular that have brownfields uh, will be deprioritized from getting any state funding tied to infrastructure. Um, they won't get any, you know, planning funding already received, already perhaps, you know, you know, thought about. Um, so, you know, you're being punished for actually taking initiatives. Like in Fairfield, we have a very robust and vibrant uh, metro center area. We have mixed use, um, you know, retail. We actually just approved a beer garden, a beer hall the other day. That's going to be at our TOD. So we've taken the initiative, you know, 20 plus years ago. But if we don't opt into this program, we could be penalized by by the removal of state funding. And a coordinator in Hartford is is the arbiter when it comes to the decision making of this. So why some, would you, you know, Why would you penalize? Talk about a remedy that does not mm-hmm. fit the situation. Why would you continue? Why would you penalize the town from cleaning up a polluted spot under any circumstance for any reason? That makes no the sense. The bill is tone deaf on environmental causes. It gives lip service. At the tail end, it says, well, we can carve out of these TODs, um, um, uh, what, you know, um, land that's necessary for water company or um, wetlands, but it only cites tidal wetlands, not inland wetlands. And it, it doesn't cite the need to preserve open space in general. And by the way, in the future, we might need to expand our protection of wetlands. Totally. Of course. That's the direction we should be moving in right now. That anybody who's look, I mean, where is Save the Sound on this, for example? Where are they? They're actually, I mean, I, I, they're, they're, you know, their, um, their seal is on Decelerate's website and they're considered a partner of Decelerate Connecticut. Why? And I, I don't know. And I've, we've written them over the years and we've never really gotten any definitive answer on why. So is, I think, the Sierra Club. They're on their website as partners. I think that, okay, um, no comment. What about the Connecticut funny. League of Conservation Voters? Where are they? I, I, I don't know where they are. I, I, have, I have not seen any, you know, yeah, I've not seen their information on their website. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, let's go to the callers. We have Tom from Fairfield. Tom. You're on with Kathy Braun and Alexis Harrison of CT169 Strong. Go ahead, please. Yeah, thank you very much for accepting my call. I have a question. I'm mildly familiar with Superfund remediation monies. Um, for things like, are, are, can you hear me? Yeah, you, you got interrupted for just a second, but we've got all these people oh. calling in with all these lines. Eric's doing a great job, but we've got people flooding the phone lines. Go ahead, Tom. Continue. Yeah, I'm mildly familiar with Superfund money um, for uh, Brownfields, uh, engine, engine plant in Stratford. And, and I was always under the impression that the bulk of that funding was government money. And if that's true, how is it 
the governor gets to step in the way and say you are not you will not be able to access money that really comes for the federal government. How is that? Or am I well, wrong? This, yeah. Well, uh, okay. I, I I don't. That's a very complex federal and state law, <clears throat> and also there's private insurance involvement if you have insurance, which is helpful. But what the what the new TOD law would say, HB 6890, is that the coordinator would be responsible for setting up priorities in funding for any programs, but they don't list the programs. They do mention brownfield remediation, other infrastructure. It could affect any number of programs that help your local environmental uh, protection abilities, including brownfields. And you, if you don't opt in, you will be deprioritized. No one can say exactly what that means at the 14-hour hearing. Nobody could really say. There are at least 10 members of, I, I think, desegregate there. Many of the state legislators were asking um, wh- which agencies, what, what, what funding, what, what grant money. It's not listed. So how can a town be informed before opting in or not on what the cost benefit is of opting in or not? Wow. We don't know what, we don't know what programs. So, but so what, what you're saying is what you're saying is our state and some, some agency in our state is going to take over a position that is held by a federal appointed agency and they're just going to take it over well, and the feds are going to and the feds know, are going to go along with it you are very very smart to figure that out because that is kind of a granular detail but we uh lexus do you do you have that letter from cost um the uh, the coalition of small towns um he spoke very specifically about things that could be endangered and also could could sort of conflict with federal guidelines on funding of some of these programs or other state programs, but it's not listed. So we don't know exactly how it will affect it, but it could affect, um, you know, application um, regulations for other programs. It's just simply saying you're going to be deprioritized. We're going to pull all the information together from all the funding sources of everybody. We'll be your sole sort of funnel of getting funding if you opt in. And if you don't opt in, you'll be deprioritized. And it doesn't say the 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 depth or the or the breadth of of that decision making that the coordinator or the office of what what is called the office of um responsible growth which is within the office of policy and management the opm so you're talking about bureaucrats yeah. and bureaucrats in hartford saying how this is why this is why i call all politicians snakes eventually they're all snakes all yeah, right. Thank you, Tom. Well, thank Tom, you, I'm going to move on. I just want to take one more call because we've got Alexis Harris and Kathy Braun here. And we do have a caller from Easton, Grant from Easton. Uh, Grant, you're on yeah, the air you. with these founders of CT169Strong.org. I know that you're from Easton. By any chance, were you following? Were you able to attend this meeting that we've been talking about? I, I attended it by Zoom virtually. Oh, okay. uh, it was a great meeting. It was well-packed with people who are very interested in this subject, who are against this House Bill 6890 adamantly. Um, Our Planning and Zoning Commission arranged for the deceptively named organization called uh, Desegregate Connecticut to speak to our town. Um, They're ignoring the harmful effect that increased housing density can have on the environment, and more specifically, the harmful effect upon the groundwater of Easton, which flows into major reservoirs that supply fresh potable water to nearly 700,000 residents 
of Fairfield County and beyond. There are numerous other flaws with this and other social engineering house bills coming out of Hartford also. It will financially penalize our town and others that do not opt into it by restricting our access to state grants, grants that should be open to all municipalities since we all pay the taxes that fund these grants. Why should any Connecticut town be penalized by being blocked? So, Grant, let me ask you this. I want to ask you something. Do you happen to know if the political representatives of Easton have publicly said whether or not they're going to vote for this bill if it makes it to the floor? I have not heard any comment on that. In fact, the letter that I just wrote is urging everyone, including the Easton Board of Selectmen, Senator Tony Wong, Representative Scott, and Ann Hughes, to take a public stand on this bill and oppose it for the health of our water supply and for our Fairfield County citizens. All right, so you're so asking, to, so you're asking as a citizen for for to, to for you to know how they're going to vote. You want to know? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think transparency. It's going to be very interesting. And what political uh, partisan? I know Tony Wong is a Republican and uses a Democrat. I don't know Representative Scott. What political party is? He's a Republican also. Okay. It's going to be very I don't interesting. Think that this happens. is a matter of party. Well, I don't it's think so either. Of- Jonathan Steinberg is a Democrat, and he said he's going to uh, filibuster the fair share bill if it makes it to the floor. So I, I agree with you. A lot of this is not yeah. a matter of party, but sometimes it comes down to party. So I, I wanted to know. Okay. Yep. It's, it's really a matter of environment. And, yeah. and you know, you just all whenever we have a heavy rainstorm, the sewage problem is so severe here, yep. Long Island Sound gets polluted. You know, we can't, and this is because we have overdevelopment and underattention paid to uh, things like this. And a bill like this, 6890, uh, uh, is just another step in environmental problem creating. Grant, thank you very much for the call. Uh, Kathy Brown, Alexis Harrison, let me give you to the last word, Alexis. Um, if people are energized or exercised over this and they want to know more or they'd like to be part of your organization, what would you have them do? Yeah, I would absolutely write letters to your lawmakers, get involved with CT169strong.org. You know, I think we're stronger together. And again, this is not a political thing. This is about our land. You know, the head of desegregate Connecticut testified the other day, and he said, you know, I don't think we can trust local communities to do it. Is that what he said? Really? He he testified to that, and it was startling to all of us. Wow. And and we know land is inherently local, so we need local decision makers, you know, overseeing these decisions. So um, get involved with CT169 Strong. I think we're just, you know, we need to be united. Thank you very much, ladies, for your work. You don't get paid a dime for it. I know it's strictly volunteer, and I want to thank you for coming on the show to talk about these issues. Thank you for having us. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 